0: Hello, it is me, it is me, your drill Phenom SP3. We are live on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Smack Talk, reviewing tonight's SmackDown and AEW Rampage. I am here with the legendary man, myth, legend, manager, mustache, Dutch Mantel. Well, I want to say hello to everybody. And I've
1: just been thinking, after watching... We're going to start off talking about Rampage first, right? Then we'll go to SmackDown. I've just watched three hours, and I think I'm in wrestler hell. I think the wrestling god has has come down upon me and said, okay, i got to give you this tonight. Because after what I watched tonight, I'm thinking, this bitch doesn't even... It was like, I don't know, I wasn't happy with either show tonight. And after SmackDown had gotten better, I thought, wow, they would really, really put it together. But they, we'll talk about it in a minute. And Rampage much the same way. So how do you, you want to start this
0: funeral off? Well, well the, the great thing about professional wrestling, you can have different views. And I think we're going to disagree on our viewpoint of, of at least one of these shows. But before we get into any of these shows, it's been a crazy week. For All Elite Wrestling, probably the most drama that has happened backstage in a month's worth of drama backstage, whether it's in the women's division or whether it's with some of their top stars and some of their tippy top stars over the weekend got into a backstage fight CM Punk at the all-out uh, post-media scrum made a tirade, uh, basically calling out and bad-mouthing Hangman Adam Page, Coke Cabana, and the EVPs of the company, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And apparently what happened after that is that Omega and the Young Bucks went to CM Punk's locker room, a fight ensued punk punched uh matt jackson Uh, nick jackson had a chair thrown at his head by a steel cm punk's trainer and friend a steel then uh bit and pulled the hair of kenny omega (laughs) so much drama coming out of that and because of that all of those men involved in the fight whether they were breaking it up or involved were suspended. Now, the AEW World Championship is once again vacated, and the AEW World Trios Championships, which the elite were the first champions, they were also vacated. Deaf Triangle won the titles on Dynamite. The AEW World Championship, we saw the latest edition of the Tournament of Champions, which is going to determine the new champion coming up at Grand Slam on September 21st. But Dutch, all of this drama, CM Punk, someone you've worked with in the past. I know a lot of the people that are in AEW have worked with them in the past. What is your kind of viewpoint from outside looking in on what's going on in AEW right now?
1: Well, after you did the rundown on what happened, I think we need a program, you know, where we can actually look up the players and what happened. (laughs) There's a lot of things I disagree with. The first thing I disagree with is the scrum right after the pay-per-view, the scrum. Why would you have a scrum and tell people how you actually do stuff? Why would you even do that? Wasn't that kayfabe one of our things that kept us alive years ago? Well, it's probably far past that now, but why would you even have a scrum? I mean, it's it's a performance. I understand that, but at least act like it has a little bit of legitimacy to it instead of just going after oh well we thought up this idea going down I don't get it it's like a magician doing a show and then right after the show he invites the press back or who else wants to come and say well the way I did the trick I did it like this and then I turned it this way and you can't see it but I can." hey there it is now that now it makes you feel like an idiot because he did this trick that you didn't catch on to and Punk went out there and just literally lambasted everybody that he knew except his wife. And he, he just he laid on the Young Bucks, the EVPs and Omega. He laid on them. Coke Cabana from something that happened, what, five years ago? And then I think Coke Seven. Cabana came, came to uh, AEW. And now somehow he got, <clears throat> he got banished. To ring a Honor, and they blaming punk for it and then well, hang
0: basically, Coke Bana came to AEW before CM Punk, but they had already had something you know in in court that they kind of ceased their friendship and communication with one another yeah. uh after punk got sick of paying him and basically tried to have a mediation and it didn't work out. And when CM Punk came. Cole Cabana was kind of eased out of the company, eased out of the dark order. He was on the verge of being let go, but Tony Khan decided to pay him at the same rate he was getting paid for AEW, but moving him from AEW to Ring of Honor. And the story came out that uh, people backstage felt like that was because of CM Punk. Well, I don't
1: care what the people backstage think. Tony Khan, all this, I hate to say this, this all goes back to Tony Khan. They've been talking for three weeks or four weeks or five weeks or more about the discontent backstage. And, of course, they're denying it. But we saw it come full circle because after he blasted a hangman page and the Bucks, but he did get a good line in there. He said they couldn't manage. They couldn't manage a target, which I kind of like that. So. But I guess they were waiting for him when he came back from that scrum. They didn't like what he said, so from what I'm hearing, they went to his door, and I heard they beat it down. You can't beat those doors down. I, you may
0: you hurt your foot before you do anything I, else.
1: But I think that's, he, that's
0: why. That's why I said the facts that everybody agrees with. The barging in the door has even been refuted now by CM Punk's side where they originally said that he they barged down the door or kicked the door down, and then they, they came back on that claim and said, oh, we meant that as a figure of speech. So yeah. what we the uh, things we do know for sure is that the, uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they went into the locker room. Also, that, that kind of goes into their defense that they probably didn't kick the door down. They came with the legal officer, the, the chief legal officer of AEW. So I don't think they would kick the door down. They came with him, or he was already in the room? No, they came with her, basically. They brought her to for the mediation between them and Punk, I guess.
1: But they came in very aggressively, is what I heard. Yes yeah. or no? Yeah. And Punk punched one of them. Yeah. And he still, allegedly, I guess, you got to say allegedly, because I don't know if he
0: threw a chair or not. They said he did throw a chair, and he, he, he hit Nick. I- Everyone involved in the in the fight said that yeah that chair was was thrown. We we could say allegedly on all the other particulars, but the things okay. that were confirmed by everybody involved was the chair was thrown by a steel and it hit Nick Jackson. CM Punk threw the first punch and it was at Matt Jackson, and Kenny Omega was bitten and uh had his hair pulled by East Steel. And
1: they all got suspended and yes. CM Punk got his title taken away. Yep. And who else got their uh, the the Bucks? Who else got their and title? Omega? They got that the trios, right? Yep. They got it taken away. So I'm thinking, and I read today, this is an elaborate work. I said, bull crap. If it's an elaborate work, they got me. The thing is, I don't care if it's a work or not, if it is more power to him but now where do you go you've worked yourself into a shoot basically is what you've done this is another big beef i have on it tony khan sat out there like a big doofus and nodding his head with his eyes wide open like he are looking around i went well, damn does he blink and everything punk was saying he was he was shaking his head to me that's a bad look for punk and a bad look for Tony Khan, but they, he let it go. Now, as soon as that part of the scrum was finished, I guess Punk went backstage, and that's when Swerve and uh, his partner came on. That was allegedly—I'm gonna say that a word again—allegedly when the the action took place backstage. So, and let me bring this up. Tony Khan has been forced to do something. I mean, in any event, you can't come and attack your co-workers. You can't throw chairs and hit them. I mean, you can't bite them. You just can't do that. So what he, he was forced to do this. But let me let me bring this up. Years ago, I've been in territories where we've had fights guys fighting in the dressing room and sometimes we'd let them go sometimes not but after the fight either one said okay or shook hands or it cooled down but this is not going to cool down I don't know how long are the suspensions for
0: nobody knows because it's an ongoing investigation right now okay dynamite and i hardly ever watch
1: dynamite But just because of this, I said, okay, by God, I'm breaking my rule. I'm going to watch this dynamite. And I missed the first five minutes of it. So when I got in there, I said, oh, let me go back and see if they said anything. Tony Khan's sitting there just as calm as he can be and as undramatic as he can possibly be. And he was saying that I've suspended these people and... Didn't even name them. So I'm thinking, and that's why, now tell me, is this true? They had 1,200,000 people at that point in the show, correct? And by the time
0: the
1: first hour was up, they were down to 800,000. So no, by the time me-
0: the end of the end of the show, it was at 800,000. Well, well, not like 800, 800 890 or something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay, but they lost close to 300,000 people over a period of two hours. It should build, but this didn't build. It actually went away. So I, I don't know about this. You got any questions about how you feel about it?
0: Well, the the one question guy is cuz a lot of people are questioning if CM Punk still is going to have a job with AEW. Do you think that Tony Khan might be forced, like you said he was forced into the decision to suspend these guys and vacate the titles? Do you think he's going to be forced to be in a position where he may potentially have to fire the biggest draw in AEW in CM Punk because of well, this? now he's going to have a He's going to have some blowback on that, some
1: brushback on that, because if because he set out there and everything Punk said, he was agreeing with and shaking his hand. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And he tried to say something and Punk contradicted him and said, no, it's not your position to do to do that stuff. Talking EVPs, they couldn't manage a target or what. But he was agreeing with that. It was Tony Khan, and I've said this time and time again about And I've learned it over the years in wrestling. The Booker cannot be friends with the talent. He has to be the boss. If he's not the boss, he's like a friend that you can go talk to, which is fine. But I think Tony wants to be one of the boys, but he he can't do that. Because that's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt his business. And the people saw it on live TV, not live TV, but they saw it on TV. So what are they supposed to think? Because this is a business that sells tickets and sells merchandise and they got TV contracts. And when you get rid of one, two, four, five, maybe six of your top guys because you suspend them. I think Tony Khan is is digging right now. What am I going to do? So and when that angle, when I I saw Uh, uh, Punk beat Moxley I said well I don't think he can miss on this one
0: wow did I have that
1: wrong but to (laughs) my defense I can say I I didn't know all this was going to happen now it's gone from I can't miss on this because it all told, told the story if they'd have left it alone but now they're back scrambling like they were six months ago or more because he had it laid out. Everything did their job. Well, CM Punk did his job. Well, Moxley did his job. Well,
0: great return for MJF as well.
1: And with that now, luckily for MJF, it could be a godsend to him because who else they got? Really?
0: I mean,
1: he's had all the publicity for the last three months and he can go out there. And I think anything he does, We'll get over, and we'll and it will help his position in the company. But still, this taking out six guys of your top—they're like a football team. They're your starters. You take half the team away. What do you got? You got some second stringers filling in. And I hate to call them second stringers, but that's exactly what they are because they don't get the first—they don't get first-class treatment like, like like the starters do. But I'm, I'm, and I'm watching him last night. Just make a just a non-dramatic. He should have said, "Well, ladies and gentlemen, the the temperature is 75 degrees, and it's expected to go down to 71. High tomorrow is 85." Back to you, Jim. What's the weekend looking like for sports? I don't get it. Why wouldn't he at least made it dramatic with some some like lawyer looking people around him or something. I don't know. And watching Rampage Tonight, they need help in producing that show. I mean, but the stars make you forget that. Yeah. The star the stars make you forget how crappy the interview set is lit. I mean, it's dark as hell. You could damn get mugged in there and nobody see the person. <laughs> But it's, I don't get it. And so I saw one interview go with uh, Jade, Jade Cargill and those other
0: two girls. Jade Cargill and the baddies.
1: 42 seconds. You know, why not a minute and a half at least? Maybe they can't talk that much, maybe. But maybe if they had somebody coaching them and then they had Hobbs, and he was a decent speaker he was a decent talker
0: 38 seconds and they never I like that one though that one was the, good what i like tops i like tops promo it was good but it was
1: still 38 seconds so if you want something to to stay with you give it just a little bit of time i don't know i can see making it short i can see that because it is a time to tv show but 38 seconds. Nobody can get nothing in at 38 seconds. Hell, Roddy Piper couldn't even take a breath in 38 seconds. Hulk Hogan either. You know, they're all. So they they want these guys to. I, and I understand why. They need to move on. And but I think it hurt it hurt them and the show at the same time. Anyway. Yeah. What do you well, got? Well, to let's say? get
0: let's get into the particulars. What are, we, what are we disagreeing on here first, so I can. Well, I, I enjoyed this episode of, of Rampage. You say you didn't. I did enjoy it because there was a, a really awesome opener to the show. You had Darby Allen versus uh, Sammy Guevara. Uh, some really good spots in this one, especially the uh, Sammy catching Darby on the su- on the Tope Suicida with a cutter. You had the finish, which uh, came down to Ty Mello and Anna JAS getting involved. Anna distracted the referee, and then Ty passed the skateboard to Sammy. He had a power bomb on the wheels of the skateboard on Darby and then hit the GTH for the win. Hit there. love the finish as well because I was like, ouch, for Darby landing on the wheels of the skateboard. But really strong way to open the show. And now Sammy Guevara moves on to verse John Moxley this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. What did you think about the opener? Oh, it was a good match. I'm not taking anything away from the match.
1: But would I buy a ticket to see those two guys? No. It doesn't interest me. They had a great match. It's a great TV match. That's exactly. But I'm waiting for the guts but the guts is gone. See what I mean? I mean, Darby Allen, they could wrestle for an hour. They could wrestle for two. I don't care. But it won't make me go buy a ticket to see them because the story they have is like a little story. It's not its not over-encompassing. Not the way Punk and, and Moxley and Page and the Bucks and... See that was all the story wrapped up in one. Now he suspended them. So where to go now? Yeah, I'm not saying anything about about the work, about the work. I think most people go to wrestling matches because there is a story to be told. And but even if there's, there was a story uh, behind them, I don't know where they would go with it. Because, you know, they got storytellers. They're called bookers not creative, but more or less bookers. And he can take these stories and do certain things with them in certain ways. But that's just a match doing the same thing they've seen 492,000 times before. They've seen, and if I just want to see a bunch of great wrestling matches, I just go to maybe pick some independent show and go tell them, hey, just, just do some good wrestling. I, I don't care. But I want to be entertained at the same time. If you have a great match and then get up and sing me an opera song, well, I may be entertained a little bit because now the guys got real talent. But first match was okay. What was in the second one?
0: I uh, remember, guys, let us know your thoughts on both shows AEW Rampage and we'll get into SmackDown. Also, I did see uh, in the live chat here, we had uh, Kimar who asked, Where's Rick? Rick is under the weather. He, he's yep. not going to. Be with us. It's not because Dutch had him removed from the show. He will be back with us next week.
1: Hey, you need to come up and hit me in the head for removing Rick from the show. It's my fault. Hit me in the head and punch me, and then I'll bite you or something. You know, we'll get on, we'll yeah. get up, we'll do our own little ankle here. Yeah, Rick hey. said he, was, he worked with an employee that was sick all week. And now he said, guess what? He, he informed us earlier today. That he was sick too, so I hope it's not COVID. Hope it's not bad. But Rick wants you to get get better and come back because I miss you, brother. I miss I miss arguing with you because see, <laughs> Sid. But he he Sid usually teams up with me against Rick, and Rick yes. sometimes he, he gets his little feelings hurt. And now I'm feeling bad about it, you know. Rick, we're sorry, but I hope he yeah, does get yeah. well and come back. And that's where Rick is tonight.
0: You have many conversations with Rick. Like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings all Friday, and he always, he always he always Rick. apologizes. Rick. Uh, we got a quick recap of uh, MJF's promo from wednesday uh with the both baby face and heel parts of it they mentioned the idea of him taking the title and the bidding war of 2024 but they didn't hammer it hard there but i I like them kind of highlighting that that big segment from dynamite on this show then we got samoa joe coming out for an in-ring promo he's happy to be back in aew with the roh tv title uh that he says that they uh that he wants to defend the championship and he's promised more violence than what he's delivered so far. Smart work, Sterling and his crew, Tony Neese and Josh Woods comes out with him. He says that he came to answer the, the open challenge because Josh Woods saved Sterling from an attack from Wardlow on Wednesday. And Sterling believes Woods has earned a shot at the ROH television championship. Joe says he accepts and he wants to do the match tonight in Buffalo, but Sterling insists that the match take place next week week. So what did you think about this promo segment, Samoa Joe back in AEW?
1: Well I like I like Joe's interview. He's a good talker and and the other guys with Mark Sterling coming out what's the guy's name that's gonna face him? Josh Woods. Josh Wood. I'm not familiar with him. And it, it was good. It was okay. But what I watched next week just for that match Nah, not really, but but now that I know what's going on, yeah, I, I could possibly, I could possibly tune in, but again, that is like wrestling 101. We've seen it 1,452 times, so what makes this one different? You know, Samoa Joe's going to beat him. I mean, that's, I mean, after you, after you see. So many things, so many times, the same thing over and over. You can kind of figure out what they're going to do. Unless they throw a big angle in there. And they could throw a big angle here, but it means nothing.
0: So anyway. But it, well, it they, was,
1: the second part was good.
0: They did that to all of us with the uh, Moxley and Punk match a few weeks ago. So got you got to space out the times they can surprise you with a finish like that. Uh, Next, we had another promo segment. We hear from Miro. He cuts a promo on God and how angry he is that he's not in the Tournament of Champions. And he says that he is keeping him away from the belt and to belt the Redeemer now. Lo- I love, I love that Miro's number one rival in all of wrestling is God. Well, I learned
1: a long time ago. You know, we got a saying: separation of church and state. I also learned separation of wrestling and religion. Just don't say anything about it. You won't hurt nobody's feelings. Because people really get teed off when you bring theology into it. And I never, I might say, I swear to God, I might do something like that. But as far as, you know, what Meryl said to that, that would make me not go to see it. <laughs> I think it would because I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what he said, but whatever he said, I didn't agree with. So so far with me, you you're liking the show.
0: It's hitting zero out of ten to me so far. Which you don't care about the people. I yeah. I'm here for the good wrestling. You're you're here for the interesting, compelling characters, which you don't think you've seen any. You, you don't know, think Darby Allen's compelling and interesting. Well, if somebody gave him a
1: sandwich, guy weighs 160 pounds. Hell, he could walk over a rain grate and fall through it and just disappear. No, I don't think he's, he's not compelling enough to me because I just don't, I I don't think he, to me, to me, he's trying to do the same thing with the face. I got all that. But if he looked a little better, it, it might work, but I don't think it will. I don't,
0: you if need I, variety. Wait a minute. You need if your I didn't underdogs.
1: know him, and I'm at a desk. I'm a big wrestling booker or something. Hey, uh, but uh, where are we going to? Oh, we're going to Albany. Oh, yeah. 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 And he walks in and says, uh, Sir, this guy would like to speak to you. Well, who is he? Well, he said his name is Darby Allen. What's he want? Well, it says he's a wrestler. What? Bring him in. And they bring him in there. Now, this is I haven't seen him on TV or anything. Would you book that guy? If you've yes. never seen him in a ring
0: before, you would. Yes, I would. Okay. You need you, a punch, you need a you, you need beat, a punching bag. Even if I've never seen him in the ring before, he seems like he, the type of guy who can who can make any beating look good. Even great. as a punching bag, he don't look like he could break a, a
1: bust of a, a, a balloon. Because he doesn't, he's not big enough. He's got all these high flying moves. This is another thing. He's going to do these high flying moves. And since he doesn't weigh a lot, he doesn't have anything to absorb that punishment except his back. And give him five years, he's going to be limping around like I'm limping around now. But at least it took me 25 years to get there. It's going to take him about five. So just my just my my advice to him he needs to he needs to slow down on those big bumps because then they will mean more if he does them less that is a uh, you've heard this saying less is more yeah exactly yeah. and if he does a big move i i would tell I would highly advise him don't miss it don't miss it just for a high spot don't kill your own stuff I don't know why guys do that Oh, I got this hellacious move and I come off the top and I do a 360 turn and spin and then you tell the guy move, boom, and then you hit it. And then you still don't get pinned. See if you're gonna and you miss it, if you got pinned, yeah, that might make it a little believable. or if you hit it, you pin the guy. I don't know. That's that's an inside thing that I'm talking about, but I I don't get it.
0: And I hope his back holds up. How is it? Hopefully. I think he's about 26, 27. Okay, well, good luck to him. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the gimmick. Gimmick's fine. Yeah, that's People. what I'm saying. I'm talking about the character. I'm not uh, you, 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 you you oh, he's 29 by the way. He's 29. okay. The
1: character can't continue if the body says no. This is true. It's what I'm saying. So if he would and I know it's on TV. Uh, let me ask you another thing here while we're here. See, Sid, this is like me and you are just going down the road. We're going somewhere. And we're just, we're just free wrapping the shit that comes to us. Two more people got hurt during that pay-per-view, right?
0: Ruby Soho. Yes, Ruby got hurt. And who was the other guy? Alex Reynolds was on uh, crutches after All Out. And why did Ruby Soho get hurt? I believe she broke her nose on the finish to the mixed tag opener of the pre-show.
1: Well, I would say if you can't do the spot, don't do the spot, but if you can't throw the punch without breaking somebody's nose, you shouldn't throw the punch. Hey, if I'm in the ring and Sid, you've never wrestled have you.
0: Have not you- not in a professional sense. No.
1: Okay. If I go in the ring and a guy hits me right in the nose Well, I won't do nothing then because I don't think he meant it, I hope. Because if he meant it, he'd come with another one. But as soon as I got in the dressing room, I said, what the F are you doing out there? I said, the next time you go to punch me, I'm not going to be there. I'll be gone. So if I can't trust you in protecting me, I can't do it. And it's not anything against the guy. It's just the rule of wrestling. So you're supposed to take care of your opponent. And so what I got to say I think some of those people in AEW they need to learn to work a little better instead of doing all these high spots. I mean they need to work with each other better. And I know accidents happen. I got that. But I hate now her is her nose broken?
0: Uh, I believe that was the report that they said her nose was broken due to the finish of the matchup. Also, CM Punk, yeah, did also get hurt, and he's gonna be out longer because he has a torn triceps, so he's gonna be out for like six to eight months.
1: Okay, hey, I'm I'm reading different things about this every day. So, the ones that got suspended, I heard Chris, what's his name, Chris,
0: Christopher no. Daniels.
1: He got he got suspended.
0: Yeah, cuz he was he was uh basically trying to separate the fight, trying to break it up.
1: Okay, I like Chris. He didn't cause the fight, he tried to break no. it up and he got suspended mm-hmm. for that.
0: They suspended everyone involved because it was like pending an investigation. It was a legal matter.
1: Okay, did
0: he suspend Punk without pay? From what from what it seems like he suspended him. I don't know about uh, without pay though. And the Bucks too. Yeah, all of them. Everybody.
1: Everybody involved. Yes. Well, that's the that's the only thing he could do. And I'm not defending him. I hate he finds himself in this situation. I will go back to what I said before. You can't be talented. You can't be friends with the talent because it will backfire on your ass, buddy, big time. And this yes. backfired. And they drew a million-dollar house, and they had all this trouble. So somebody's telling me, oh, that's a big work. Bullshit. No. You work <laughs> with a million-dollar house. You think, man, maybe if I just put those ingredients and heat them up a little more, I can do a million-and-a-half house and a yeah. hell of a pay-per-view audience. I don't know. This has me discombobulated. It is. What's the third match?
0: It is very confusing, and it's something that we're probably going to talk about more in the weeks to come as more stuff comes out, different sides of the story from what happened. But, yes, uh, the rest of Rampage, you had Serena Deeb defeat uh, Madison Rain with the Serenity Lock good win for uh, Serena Deeb who hasn't been on television since the build up to ROH Death Before Dishonor so this was a nice way to get her a win and it sets up her to be the tag team partner of Dr. Britt Baker DMD against uh, Tony Storm the AEW Interim Women's World Champion and Hikaru Shida this Wednesday on Dynamite so they seem to be kind of putting Serena Deeb back into a top position in the women's division there you had the two interviews that you talked about earlier with J jay cargill and the baddies as well as powerhouse hobbs uh talking about he's ready to open the book of hobbs and then we got the lineup for dynamite with that tag team match for the women john moxley versus sammy guevara and chris jericho versus brian danielson in the grand slam tournament of champions for the aew world championship so moxley guevara jericho danielson dutch who do you think is going to become the a- the AEW World Champion?
1: That's a ter- that's that's a four way, right? You said.
0: It's it's uh, down to the final four. It's going to be one on one in New York at Grand Slam. It's the winner of Moxley versus Guevara versus the winner of Jericho versus Danielson.
1: Uh, well, I think uh, Moxley wins. I think he'll beat Guevara, and I think Danielson will go over. Uh, Chris then that's sets a rematch between the two and we at least know what they can do so I think that's what you what is going to come down to that's what I would do
0: I totally agree with you I think it is going to come down to the two members of the Blackpool Combat Club Moxley and Danielson but the, the real question is who do you think wins that because you know Moxley cut one of the best promos of his career. I know you've been so so on whether top John Moxley is a top guy or not. This is one of the best baby top babyface promos that I've heard in wrestling. Honestly, what he cut on oh, he, on Wednesday on Dynamite, he knocked he, it out the park, ridiculous. And then you got Brian Danielson, who's this workhorse. Who do you think should win out of those two? I think Moxley needs to take it back
1: because he can. But he talks in a way that's reminiscent of Eddie Kingston because they both don't have no bullcrap crap about him. So we may be looking for something there, and I think they would have a hell of a match. But I think, I think they might need to extend uh, Danielson of, and Moxley if they can or get away from it two weeks, bring them back as partners or something. But, you know, you just can't cut Brian Danielson. He's, a, he's, he's too good, and, he, and, he's, and he's too valuable. Plus, he's a good leader in that in that dressing room. And so and I don't know how much Moxley leads there. Moxley may not give a crap, because when I was with him at WWE, he just went and d- did his own stuff. He didn't get anybody wow. else's business. He just stayed with the shield, and, and that's what he did. But I think it'll come down to Moxley beats Danielson – and I think they'll get away from that from two weeks, then they'll go back to it. That's what I would do.
0: Yeah, I think after the Grand Slam match, this might be it for a while. But I think Danielson is going to win because Moxley won the first match at Revolution. Then you can do uh, Danielson versus MJF at Full Gear. And I think MJF should win the championship. And he should be the one that goes on the long run with the title. And then John Moxley, after that promo on Wednesday, he needs to kind of be the guy who saves the AEW World Championship from MJF. Because, you know, MJF, if he wins the title, he's basically saying it's a bargaining chip between AEW and WWE. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I do like the fact that he is putting AEW on an equal footing that's WWE. And he's mentioning 2024. It's going to come down to who wants his services. And he makes himself, in doing so, he makes himself a valuable commodity. And he makes AEW a valuable commodity. I just, I, I just wish this incident hadn't happened uh, Sunday night. Was it Sunday night? Sunday night?
0: Yeah, it happened on Sunday.
1: I just wish it hadn't happened because I think I run my big mouth and said, nope, that Tony Khan can't miss with this one. And then, boing.
0: <laughs> well, the, I mean, yeah, all, all he could have done is uh, stand in front of the ball in fr- that was getting kicked <laughs> into the upright. Oh, my God. So,
1: okay, the last match. I never watched the ending of the last match because I got oh. to how how that end.
0: That was a great match, uh, probably the match of the night. One of the better matches of this entire week, Claudio Casanoli defending the ROH World Championship against Dax Harwood. A lot of great technical wrestling with this one. Uh, both men trading off the sharpshooter, uh, looking to get the submission win in this one. In the end, it was Claudio who kind of overwhelmed Dax with uh, elbows to the head, forearms to the head, and then he locked on the sharpshooter, for the submission win, getting the tap-out victory here. Dax Hardwood once again delivers in singles action. It seems like every time he has a one-on-one match, it's it's a fantastic encounter. And this might have been Claudio's best match for the ROH World Championship, just up there with his match with Takeshna from uh, August. But yeah, what did you think about what you saw between Dax and uh, Castanoli? Good match. I didn't think they, ha- they had enough time. That that would
1: be a great match for a live event because people would get into that because they're basically both good guys, right? Baby faces. Basically, that's what they are. And who who did you say won? Claudio? Claudio won. Good match. Nothing wrong with that. And I think, see, when you have a match like that and say, Arwood lost, but he can come back with an interview to make you believe in him again. Yeah. And see that that is up to the artistry of the booking team or the booker exactly what happens. And see a lot of things creative, they need to feel, they need to feel fans. They need to feel what fans feel and say if they looked at you and they're looking at what you're interested in or cheering for they can actually book just off your reactions because now, because people don't get up and stand in chair for no reason. You have to give them a reason to get out of those seats. And I think Dax Harwood can give them that reason to get up because he's believable, especially with the story about his little girl. That touches a lot of people. Way As long as he doesn't wear it out, I mean, he's got that because, you know, how old is the little girl? Eight or nine? Eight
0: years old.
1: Well, it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's a heartwarming story and a touching story. And people can see why he gets upset if somebody says something. But you got to watch say something about it because that is in bad taste. Very bad taste. Mm-hmm. But I think he has the ability to rally people behind him. And see, now, Claudio, I don't think he has that ability to make people really feel sorry for him. Dax Harwood does. So, and that's just the things that bookers have to take into account when they put them out there uh, to do an interview, whether, and this business runs off emotion and uh, connectivity. See, when I booked, I used to watch a guy that they've never seen before. And if he gets a little bit of reaction out of people they had never seen him before, that's a good sign because obviously he's touching something somewhere. So if I took that something, if I found out what it was and I amplified it, well, the guy may get over. I've done that a lot of times. And it it always, I never, I never lose when I, I when I feel the temperature of the room, when I feel that temperature, I can know it can rise and I would do something with it. But I thought all in all, this was a, uh, talking about rampage good show but not an exciting show especially off what we've just heard about the suspensions of 10 guys or 12 guys or six of them being your starting team i mean i thought that would and i don't think the commentators said anything about it either did they
0: no they just were talking about the tournament of course but not really talking they haven't really mentioned cm punk or the elite they've removed them from the intro so yeah it's it's a very uh touchy situation especially because it is a legal matter at this point but okay let explain that to me a legal
1: matter you're saying that there could be some lawsuits out of this yes who's who sue and who
0: I don't know if if the elite are saying that CM Punk attacked him unprovoked, that can be aggravated assault. If uh, Punk is like saying that they barged into his locker room, that could be another thing. It, it's very muggled and we don't know for sure what really happened. We got, you know, one side of this story. We got another side of the story. The truth is usually in the middle somewhere. Well, you don't you don't know this. And
1: you didn't hear this from me, but I was in that room, too. And I got hit and I got kicked. And I may have let me see see the bruise. Let me see the bruise. Well, I can't. Well, I'm not at liberty to disclose that at this point. But when you hear there's a lawsuit and then my name's in it, that's what I'm going to do. How much is Tony Khan worth? He's worth billions, so I get. Yeah,
0: he's worth billions, so this is this is a smart lawsuit to get a part of.
1: Oh yeah, I, well they're used to that stuff anyway. But the woman in the room, she's the legal, she's the legal expert for the for the company, right?
0: Yeah, Mega Parquet. Yeah.
1: You know, the thing but, that surprised me is that Punk had a dog named
0: Larry. Who would have thought that?
1: Come on. Why Larry. did that
0: surprise you? He talks about it all the time. I never listened to him. I've listened to him too
1: much before. You know, after you've been in the wrestling business for a while, you know, a wrestler talking, and uh, it's just, it's like mumbo jumbo half the time. Listen, with most people, I shouldn't say this because I, I kind of damn knock my own profession, but with most people talking, just like regular people, you listen closely in case a lie drops out. But in listening to wrestlers talk, you listen very closely unless the truth drops out because it's all a bunch of crap anyway. You can't believe half the stuff or three quarters of the stuff that wrestlers tell you because they're working a scam and don't even know it. Because I've been around them all my life and I know I know how they work. I love them to death, but, but that's their creed. So
0: they always work uh, the gimmick
1: for a profession. I mean they this make a show. Bunch of stuff up and they're really really good con men. Yeah, they can suck you in and, but anyway, they're used to doing that. Uh, well, we, you really we concerned? don't have
0: yeah, we don't have much time done, so let's go through Smackdown and let's definitely That's talk about We looking at here. Uh, We're just over 46 minutes. That's wasting more time. Um, (laughs) we got to talk about this wild opener to the show, the six-man tag team matchup of Imperium, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci versus the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch. Any single time Gunther and uh, Sheamus got into the ring with each other, there was just an electric atmosphere coming off the heels of their instant classic at uh, clash at the castle. Sheamus was ridiculously over here with the fans, especially going crazy for the, uh, what was the 29 beats of the Bowery on Luvic Kaiser. Kaiser. Uh, Butch looked good in this matchup. Even Ridge Holland in there and got a little bit of offense to look good, but uh, Vinci and, uh, Kaiser did a double team. They hit the European bomb on uh, Ridge to get the victory for Imperium here. This was just really hard-hitting, nonstop action from all the guys involved and just a great way to open the show. Unfortunately, I will agree with you on this, Dutch. The show peaked here. Yeah, it did. I actually think that Gunther and Sheamus went backward.
1: I mean, okay, they pinned, they pinned Ridge or who'd they pin? Holland, I mean, they, they pinned uh, Rich Holland. Well, I'd have been okay if Gunther had a pinned him, but Gunther didn't pin him, did he? Or no,
0: no, I, th- I think you mean uh, what? Shame, uh yo uh, Gunther. Well, I mean, Gunther didn't need the win. I think Vinci and Kaiser needed the win more because they're the newer I, guys. Ain't not a dime in those guys, there's money in Gunther.
1: Keep him alive, and I think Seamus. You know, him and Gunther went to it, went at it one time, but that, but at the end, Seamus was not not even seen. That's why I think he went backwards, and I think Gunther went a little bit backwards, because you gotta protect assets like that. You just can't throw them out there to me. You just can't throw them out there in a six-man tag and expect them to to keep their steam. Because there was nothing for him to keep his theme on here. I'm talking from a booking point of view, is what I'm thinking. But you're right. When they got into the ring, it got electric. Because they remember uh, Clash at the Castle. What a match they
0: had. I mean, a brutal match. But this didn't even come close to it. I, I oh. thought this was a really good TV match. I thought it, was, uh, it highlighted all the guys involved, and uh, it I kept guess. the feud going between Gunther and Sheamus. I don't think neither guy lost, neither guy won in this one, so I think the feud is going to continue.
1: Well, I'm a big Gunther fan, and I wanted more from him. And big say the Sheamus fans, they want more from him, but they didn't get it. I don't think they... They really gave their fan base enough. See, you like matches because of the work. I like matches over the drama, over the intrigue, over where it can go. And I think this actually set both Gunther and Sheamus. Uh, they didn't go back far, but they didn't. Let me let me say this. Say they didn't go back, but they didn't advance. and it's fair. Not- It's not dead by any means, but, and they can bring it back. That's the beauty about wrestling. You can make mistakes. Just what an old-time Booker told me one time, he said, you can make mistakes, but you've got 51 more weeks this year to fix it. So that's how they're going to get through it. Let me say one thing. I think that uh, I'm looking at, I'm listening to the music tonight What's the guy's name that used to do the music for WWE? Jim Johnson?
0: Jim Johnson. He
1: did an article that I read, and he says that the music in in WWE now is not along the lines that it used to be when he did it. Now It may be him tooting his own horn, but I listened tonight, and it's nowhere close to what Jim Johnson produced. And I'm not a music expert, but I just know I like what i like what music do you do you realize that the guy's coming out and he's a big pop except that carrying cross he has the crow flying around on the screen well you you can get that yeah but i just don't i just don't to me the music doesn't touch me that's what i'm saying the music has to touch you too when you hear when you heard that glass breaking with stone cold boom boom, and you knew he was coming and The Undertaker, Dong! you know it, but he was coming. So yeah, music plays a big part of this. And what was what was uh, Jim Johnson's big beef with WWE? Because they don't want to give uh, royalties on it.
0: It's- yeah, I think it's a uh, it's a matter of money. That's all. It- Always comes to when it comes to music, but someone who was feeling the music on this show was Sami Zayn. Uh, that was the next segment on SmackDown. He came out with the Bloodline, with the Usos, dancing to the Usos music, telling everyone to get their ones up while Jay Uso gives him gives him a look of disgust. Uh, that he talks about uh, growing up as an honorary Us, and then Jay uh, cuts him off. He talks about Roman Reigns beating Drew McIntyre last Saturday while Sammy is hyping him up. Uh, Then we get the Usos introducing the newest member of the Bloodline, Solo Sokoa. We get a quick little video package of Sokoa's uh, run on NXT as well as him interviewing at Clash at the Castle. He gets a big reaction with a lot of boos and he threatens anyone that goes after his family. He's going to take care of the problem if they come bring it. Out comes Drew McIntyre with a steel chair. He hits Solo in the the stomach because he's the only one that doesn't run out the wing. But before he can hit Solo, in the back with the steel chair. Sami Zayn pushes uh solo out the way and takes the bullet for his bloodline brother in. And that led into a backstage segment later on in the night where Solo Sokoa said that uh uh, they said he's the honorary Us, and he is. He he's accepting of Sammy in the Bloodline after him taking the steel chair shot, which Jay Uso did not enjoy either. Uh, Jay Uso went from saying Solo's gonna take care of things on his own to they're going all out with him for the main event of this night. So, what did you think about the promo segment and then the backstage segment with Sammy and the Bloodline?
1: It was Sammy's. His stuff is good. He brings he brings a lot of life. It brings a lot of creativity to it. But what I'm thinking now is I want to go ahead and think, you know it's coming somewhere. When are they gonna do the swerve with with Sammy? When are they gonna do the when are they gonna pull the trigger on him? I
0: turn? halfway thought, I halfway thought solo was gonna turn on him tonight. Like once I, he was introduced, I thought he was gonna jump Sammy. That's that's a good thing.
1: Because you're expecting it anyway. So but I think when they do, and Kevin Owens joins him, which is a logical partner, I, I think that they got at least two weeks of bang, bang TV. They turn on Sammy, he's fighting them all of a sudden they got him down. Then Kevin Owens, he does the second bang. They team up, you know, and, and you know you, you know the people want them to shake hands they do and they go to war. And I think what matches those guys will have, they will. My only beef, here I go again, but that guy just he looks like a spitting image of Jay and Jimmy. Except he he got does. Blonde hair. How many Samoans can you have at one time? You know what I mean? But he looks just like them except the blonde hair. And now I, I don't really get that. So... You can have too much of a good thing. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how they. Hey, just because I don't like it, don't doesn't mean it won't get over. It
0: may get over. Yeah, I mean, I like like Solo's look, and I'm a fan of him from his run in NXT. Let's talk about his uh, debut, his in-ring debut for the WWE main roster, which was in the main event. We had a quick interview with Drew McIntyre noting about Clash of the Castle, saying that should have been his moment and he should be WWE champion right now, so he wants revenge on Sokoa. Uh, This matchup was hard-hitting. It told a good story revolving around McIntyre- in revenge having to overcome the bloodline at ringside and solo looked good throughout this one uh one little segment where drew looked like he was going to hit the claymore on sammy and then uh, solo came in with a super kick uh so- solo got hit with the claymore and to the outside it looked like drew mcintyre was on his way to the win when suddenly out of nowhere carrying cross came from behind jumped him with the cross jacket uh choke hold the screen switched to black and the moment uh cross appeared mcintyre tried to break free but cross wouldn't release the hold and cross tightens his grip as scarlet watch and the screen slowly faded to black as they said that drew was fading to black i thought the ending was great It was a nice way to kind of pivot uh, Drew McIntyre from his whole uh, issue with Roman Reigns and the Bloodline to now uh, completely focus on Karrion Cross. you would think, after this. And this was a great presentation of Karrion Cross to kind of make him a different type of character in this new Triple H regime, which doesn't have a lot of the supernatural, spooky type of character. So it makes Karrion stand out here. What did you think, Dutch?
1: Well, I thought it was a good segment. About the time the main event started, I went, Carrion Cross has to come in on top of this one. Because he hadn't been on the show. I said, wait what? a minute. And I I had to think a minute, I went, wait a minute, there's one major character here that's missing. And it was him. And I said, Okay, he's making an appearance in this one, which he did. So but and I'm thinking that they went from no heels to three heels they can get over. And that's Gunther. That Carrion Cross. And there's one more uh, solo, I guess. I had another I think it was. Another. But anyway, they went from a very slim bench. Now they at least they have players.
0: They at yeah. least
1: stocked up. They made trades. If it's a baseball team, they made trades. They they increased their, their pitching staff. And their, their their batting lineup. So it's a much stronger uh, roster now than what it was. And how long did that take? Three weeks? Took three weeks.
0: Well, to do- Triple H has been in charge for about a month and a half now.
1: Yeah. So, so but he didn't really grab the reins of it to about, I don't know, three weeks in because they probably have a show or two planned in advance.
0: Well, the only show they had planned in the Vans before uh, Triple H took over was The Raw at Madison Square Garden ahead of SummerSlam.
1: Well, they have a skeleton build anyway.
0: But by yeah. the time he can he
1: can get them, and, you know, week, week is nothing in wrestling anyway. It just gets you ready. To, and the guy may have plans. I don't know. But I, I I do like the way that he has improved the roster. It looks a lot better now. Than, than what it did, so carrying across my my jury is still out on him. See, I like heels like MJF. I like heels like Sami Zayn. I like heels who like they 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 mess with the people. You know, I mean, you you kind of see everybody in that crowd thinks they can go up. Every guy, and he probably thinks he just whipped Sami Zayn's ass. That's a great heel. If everybody thinks, oh, I can, put, I can beat the crap out of him, they can't. But you want them thinking that, yeah. See, I've been around a lot of heels in my time coming around. A, a lot of fans out there thought they could beat beat some of these wrestlers, and when they went, well, it wasn't as easy then. But but that's what you what you what you want them thinking. So, but I think that they made a great effort to restock the bench and WWE and Triple H, I think he's hitting a thousand right now. He's definitely sure. but that's what I'm saying tonight I expected more out of this show and I didn't get it.
0: He's definitely turned the tide and uh WWE is definitely on the up at this point. Uh, The women's division was represented in two matches on SmackDown tonight. You had WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. They defeated Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and Jessie Jane. I thought this was a nice little showcase for Toxic Attraction, even though they kind of came off as a across as just any other team when i think they should get a little bit of more build being two time nxc tag team champions and raquel once again looking good and it seems like the story of this title reign is that raquel is doing all the work for alia well she
1: is basically <laughs> but but toxic attraction how long have these girls been wrestling how long have they been working
0: Uh, Gigi Dolan has been working since like 2017, 2016. And uh, JC Jane, she's more of like a performance center. So I would say like 2019, 2020, she may have came in. They look very green, very. And it could be
1: being in front of a big crowd. They could have been nervous, but they look like, you know, like they'd only been in the business maybe a year. But then again, I've been critical of taking those talents to Orlando and just warehousing them. You got to put them in front of people. See, they got to feel the temperature of the room too, because they're the ones doing the work. So, but a a good win for uh, what was her name? The the,
0: Raquel and Aaliyah.
1: Yeah, you got to help me out with names because I go (laughs) blank.
0: No worries.
1: our our girl was back, Lacey
0: yes that was the uh other match that we got to get into they had a fatal five-way number one contendership matchup to determine the next challenger for Liv Morgan and the SmackDown Women's Championship we got a video package of Ronda uh putting Adam Pearce in the arm bar last week Cole announced that Rousey received a punishment but an investigation is happening behind the scenes I don't know why they're using the term investigation when there's an actual real investigation. Yeah. In your company and in the other company now, but more importantly, in your company about the former chairman and CEO. I was like 2022, the year of the investigation. No Dutch. kidding. And I, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, I mean,
1: she beat up an official of the company on TV. but Nothing's going to. They're blurring the lines here. What's real yeah. and what's not real but they don't do nothing to her. And I don't know. It's But see, you're not supposed to make sense out of wrestling. A famous American once said, Archie Bunker. He says, Edith told him, or Meathead told him one day, oh, Archie, why do you watch that stuff? You know it's all fake. And Archie said, jeesh. Just because they know who's going to win, don't mean I do. <laughs> that was the best answer I've ever heard about pro wrestling. And it and it's yes. It, it was a great series. And but it, it but it made sense. So so if you can take a form of entertainment like wrestling and have people make sense of it, you're doing your job. See, that's what's going on at AEW now. Nobody can really make sense of it. Like WWE, nobody can really make make sense of that sometimes either. But they yeah. are getting better, and I thought, you know, with the improvement, especially after Clash at the Castle,
0: did you see Raw? Yeah, Raw was good this week as well. Well, it's been I, good the last couple of I weeks. How was Raw? Raw was good. Okay.
1: So I would have expected SmackDown to be almost not over the top, but better than the last couple of weeks but I was disappointed
0: tonight that it wasn't. Maybe I'm expecting too much. I, th- I think I think you you possibly are, but I will say they they gave us two women's matches but they were the amount of time of one because that first one we discussed with the women's tag team title as tag team champions went uh I'll give you the exact time here. That went 4 minutes 59 seconds. A fatal five-way to determine the number one contender went shorter than that. Four minutes 32 seconds. This this uh made Ronda Rousey look good, but the match felt so rushed. Like none of the eliminations is even worth remembering, but I did remember them and I did write down notes here. Uh Natalia was eliminated by the arm bar by Ronda Rousey. Then we get dual submissions from uh Sonia Deville with a chokehold while Rousey's got the arm bar on Lacey Evans for a double elimination, Xia eliminated then, then it comes down to Rousey and uh, DeVille, we get some, uh, some MMA's type, like sprawling on the floor between the two, then Rousey gets (laughs) the uh, Piper's Pit, and then she locks on an ankle lock for the tap out victory, and now Ronda Rousey will take on Liv Morgan for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Extreme Rules on October 8th, but the more important part I want to ask you about Dutch here is the post-match where we saw Ronda Rousey go backstage. She's congratulated by uh, Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Ronda brings up her losing at Clash at the Castle and says, "When let me know when you're ready to break some bones and take over the show. Great line by Ronda. And I want to see Ronda and Shayna take over SmackDown. What about you, Dutch? Okay, that's what I'm saying. She said something, no
1: action whatsoever. She just made a statement, and you want to see it, and I want to see it too. Because less is more, and all you're trying to do is you're just trying to stir people's minds and saying, I wonder what she means for that, or whatever she means, I want to see it. That was that was a good line, it really was. Okay, let's go ahead to this, my boys. The maximum male models. Yes. The dead on arrival crew went out there with the Los Lotharios and took on street profits and what was that? Dollar? Top dollar? Yep. I could have gone without seeing that match. The truth.
0: <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised you're telling me this. I don't get it. I don't know. Uh,
1: who went over in that that's how much I paid attention to it. <laughs> who who went
0: over it? Uh, Street Profits and Hit Row. Hit Row hit the uh, heavy hitter on Mansoor, I believe. Yes, Mansoor.
1: So I don't have any high hopes for them. This has been, what, a month and a half we've been seeing them and hearing about them. And they get there yeah. and they can use them for this. I don't. Again, I, I just separated myself from that.
0: This seemed like this seemed like a match that the, the live fans enjoyed. So I guess that's all you can oh, ask for, huh? They they probably did. The live fans were probably yeah. Seattle was a good crowd and they gave uh, uh, an exceptional reaction to the returning Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman uh, came out. He interrupted Alpha Academy after Chad Gable cut a hilarious promo uh, talking know, about the, uh, yeah. He might- of a young uh, Kurt Angle, yes, one hundred percent.
1: That's that's who he reminds me of. And Kurt Angle was on Raw, wasn't he?
0: Well, he was on SmackDown too at at one point. Okay, I know, but last week wasn't he on Raw? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week in Pittsburgh,
1: did he have anything to do with? Uh...
0: Yeah, they had a segment with him and uh, Chad Gable.
1: Oh, that's great. See, because, but I, I thought of that a long time ago. Because I think if, if he would go and just be a, like a part-time virtual mentor, give him ideas, and, and, they both, they're both funny. I mean, they both can, and and you like those guys. Yeah. So, but that was actually a. For what it was, that eight-man tag, for what it was. I guess it was just to fill time because that's all it did for me. But,
0: Well, what do you think about uh, Braun Strowman being back in WWE? Nice little segment here with Alpha Academy coming out after uh, Chad Gable generated a bunch of heat. He comes out, he destroys uh, Gable and Otis, hitting a big old powerbomb, impressive powerbomb to Otis, to a big pop from the fans. Oh, yeah. Again,
1: see, I'm not a big guy fan because they're hard to book because one time you got to kind of get them down and beat them up actually take something off of them because if you win 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 then all of a sudden the first time they don't win their their shine kind of dulls a little bit not the whole way Yeah. but you got to book them differently now I think WWE could probably take a cue from AEW and kind of not book these guys in back-to-back SmackDowns. You know, because how many weeks did we watch it? It was like the same groups. I mean, you could almost pick the same segment they were going to be in, because we sure. saw it so much. I think they would be better. I would bring some of those NXT guys up and just let them be on TV just to show what you got. And you don't have to... You know, if they give the girls five minutes, surely they could give some of the NXT one of the stars down there against another guy from down there. They could give him three minutes. But now you at least you get to you get a, uh, an image in your head about what the guy can do. And then maybe they want to bring him back. I think they might. Well, I don't know what they're going to do, but that's what I would do. Because th- that actually kind of uh, propels and encourages NXT talent to improve as much as they can and and try to make at least one RAW because how many go there and never even make a RAW a bunch
0: a bunch and yeah
1: how many go there and spend the whole time warehoused in uh, the tr- uh, the performance center and never see the inside of a WWE ring or a WWE sponsored event so. And I hate to see that because they work so hard to get there and then they don't get any of the, and they don't pay them that much anyway. I mean, it's just like a regular job. And they, they're training five days a week. You know, training five days a week is really hard. That's actually harder than going on the road and doing it because you go on the road, you know how much to, to put out each night the way you feel and you, I call it, you got to feel the temperature in the room. So, if you go out there one night and, you, and you're a little sore, well, you stay away from that sore part. And that teaches you to work in a different direction inadvertently. You're not trying to say you got a bad back way, you don't want to hurt it anymore. So, you have to actually work a little bit of a different style and a different set, but it does help you to learn how to work a different way if you have to. So, but that's my take
0: on that. The last match was... Uh, that was it that was it that was all i i yeah, ended yeah. things off with braun Strowman because he was the big return of the week and that that was it for that uh we do have a super chat donation here that we got to get into dutch from our good friend Rollin curtis thank you so much for that super That's chat coming. donation always appreciated saying that i don't watch aew because i don't take it seriously i haven't taken any non-wwe promotion seriously since wcw trying to convince me to watch AEW and WWE is like convincing me to watch the big three and the NBA.
1: Rollin, you're so negative, brother. <laughs> you're, so, you're so negative. You need to cheer up, brother. It's not worth all that negativity. You're going to probably have a heart attack by the time you're 40. I don't know how old you are. But uh, we talked about Carrying Cross coming in, correct?
0: We talked about all that? Well... Yes, we did. But there we go. Now, uh, all Drew, I will tell, all I will tell, Drew, Roland is, I appreciate you watching us. You're always yeah, here yeah. watching us, regardless it of does. watching AEW or
1: WWE. Yeah, we
0: love you, Roland. No matter what Sid says,
1: and I apologize for his comments because he's 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 like that. He just first time I met him, he said, "Who in the hell are you?" And you know, he just real crude, rude to me. And you know, I said, "I'm Dutch." He said, oh, "Whatever."
0: But anyway, well, well, Dutch, let the people know where they can find you, sir. Anything you want to plug. Right, I'm coming out with my third book, hopefully by Christmas. OK, I'm
1: writing it right now. And uh, if you want to check on my other two books, you can just email me. Dirty Dutch Mantel with two L's at gmail.com. And uh, I'll tell you how to get that. And it's a great reading if you like old-time wrestling the way it used to be. And I don't want to sound like, ah, oh, this is what we used to do. I mean, it's all. See, wrestling is always in a state of evolvement. Because if it doesn't grow like Shaq Khan said, I guess that's Tony's dad, right? He said, if you don't grow, yes. you're dying. I guess, Or something like that.
0: Yes, he did.
1: But wrestling is always evolving, and uh, and we're seeing it evolving now. It evolved to some boring stuff, to maybe some stuff we really like. So did you like Clash at the Castle?
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed Clash at the Castle. I thought it was one of the better wrestling events WWE has put on in a while. What was your favorite match? Oh, Compton versus Sheamus, for sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. If,
1: I don't know if I said this last week, but they remind me of two guys, and the old-time wrestling fans were, and, and you'll probably know who I'm talking about, in, in mid-Atlantic, it was a Charlotte territory, they had uh, Johnny Valentine and Wahoo McDaniel. And they would go out there night after night after night, sometimes eight times a week. Because they do two shows on Sunday. They do an afternoon show with that in driving distance of Charlotte. And and they wouldn't go 10 minutes or 15 minutes, they go 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I don't know how they handled it. Getting the, they, they just beat the crap out of each other. But people believe these guys hated each other because they went out there and really abused their bodies to get these people to believe it, and they did. People still talk about those matches. You know, like Gunther throwing those chops. Well, Wahoo would, oh, he would bring it from down south somewhere. He'd bring it down south, way down about Miami. Wow. And then here'd go Valentine. He had the big the thumps, you know, like Seamus uses. But The people believed it. And when you tell somebody that they don't believe in wrestling, watch, let them watch those two guys
0: oh yeah gunther has a few of those that is just like that that if you want an example of is wrestling real or not just watch a gunther match but uh yes for sure, we got plenty of coverage here on Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. Remember to hit the subscribe button, hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here. Well, you can follow me on the Twitter machine at trueheelsp SP3 tomorrow morning, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. True Hill Heat 192. Myself, Miss Chrissy Love, Professor Chris from Post Wrestling. We're gonna be discussing the crazy week in professional wrestling with the AEW backstage drama. All Out, Fallout, uh Gunther versus Sheamus, Clash at the Castle, Fallout as well. We're going to talk about it on True Hill Heat 192 tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. But me and Dutch will be back here next Friday with Rick, 11.05 p.m. Eastern Time with another edition of Smack Talk. Anyone who's watching, remember to drop that thumbs up on the video, share with your friends, subscribe if you are new. For Dutch Mantel, I'm SP3, and this has been... SMAT talk.